Welcome to Becoming Parents Podcast. I'm Jen Taylor, your host. I am mom of 18, and you can find me on momsrunningit.com. Remember, give a shout out to those who are brave enough to share their stories with us on how they have become parents. Let's dive right in. Welcome to Becoming Parents. I'm Jen Taylor, your host, and today I'm here with James from Fit for Birth. How are you doing today? Yay. I love today. I love that I'm here with you. <laughs> I do too. That's so great. Isn't that crazy? But I kind of feel like that always. Yeah, it's good when yeah. life works out that way. Let's make it happen more often than not. I totally agree. I'm on board for that. And we're I'm going to ask you questions a little out of order because I know you had a transition in your business. I love not knowing much, but enough to know where to start. Tell me about your profession before you were a parent because that changed. It was having a baby was pivotal. Well, I... I have a, I often say that I bought my first scientific journal on strength training and exercise and health in eighth grade. Um, so I have a long history of like being dedicated to fitness, even though I went to college, I got a kinesiology degree, but, um, but I, the whole time I, I was like, well, this isn't a real job, right? I can't be a personal trainer or anything like that. So it, it was just, I happened to be called up for a, to work at a gym in DC and I didn't have anything to do. I was going to go back and, and live in my in my parents' basement until I got a real job. And they offered me a job as a personal trainer. And I was like, okay, I'll do this until I get a real job. And then it just kept going from there. So um, needless to say, it was my passion though. And the fact that I could get paid helping people in health was amazing, right? And then specifically in, in um, exercise and fitness and stuff like this. So um, I ate all this stuff up. I was a natural in kinesiology. I, I then found my way to various holistic coaching courses and things like this. And ultimately, um, became, well, fast forward today, I'll go back in a second, but I teach things like breathing movement, which, uh, well, I can go all to, into all these in details if, if, we, if we want, but nutrition, lifestyle, and then thoughts. Those are like the five things. If we do those things right, then let's do those first before we reach for, um, you know, medications, if at all possible, things mm. like that. Right. So that I, I went from, um, being very invested in fitness to being very invested in holistic health. And, you know, everywhere I went, I was the, whole, the, the healthiest person. I, I put my finger in the antioxidant test and they're like, oh, we've never, we don't even have a, a number to register how high your antioxidant, this sort of like fun things would happen to me, right? So um, I, okay, I'll jump into my business is that, so there I am, personal training and health coaching and doing that sort of thing. And I marry, I, we decide we're going to have a kid the the pregnancy happens fast um faster than we even thought the, the, i have little mini stories inside all of this I, I suppose too and um and for me what it was is oh this i've been spending my whole life dedicated to health that's my top value that's the thing um how do i have a healthy baby and that combined with with sort of my natural instinct um to be a dad i had always thought that i would be a dad and and always um well, hoped and thought that I would be a really good dad. And, you know, thankfully, a lot of that feels like I've, I've, uh, you know, fulfilled on that. But as part of that, I had this idea in my head that I didn't want to be a dad that was not able to be with my child. And so at the time, I was like, well, let me convert my, my garage to a home gym. And, you know, I'm learning a lot about pregnancy. And I'm, I'm the truth is how I got into fit for birth is because I went to call up the experts. And I couldn't find someone who uh, knew who, who did this, who did like, well, fitness and holistic health from a perspective that I, 
that I was looking for. Um, I also knew this, by the way, I, I'm a person who doesn't use a lot of medications. Going to the hospital is, you know, in my mind, that's like for, for sick care and that's a whole other story, right? But, mm -hmm. but, you know, to have a baby there didn't make sense to me. And so a lot of things were happening. I was, uh, at this time I was looking for, well, where, where might we have a baby? I have family in Portugal. I was looking in Europe and things like this. Um, my wife at the time, she, it, it was kind of cool because I was the driver in holistic health. So I was like, at the time, I didn't even, I'd never heard of a midwife before mm. at that point in my life. And I was like, I don't remember how old it was, 28 or 30 or something like that. And, and so I started to do research and, 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 you know, going from, well, where, where in the world can we have a baby outside of a hospital to, I would lived in Miami at the time and, um, and happened upon the Miami maternity center, which was just a few miles from the house, which was a, a, a midwifery clinic where midwives were. And so I, I, I remember distinctly telling my wife saying, well, just come with me. She was a little bit resistant. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. She, I was like, well, just, just come for the, look, I'm not going to force you to have a baby in a way you don't want, but but because it was very new, it was very, again, we didn't, we didn't, hadn't heard of this. And so I said, well, let's just go to the, uh, to the, what is it? The interview, the show around, you know, the tour. Right. And so, and so I remember sitting there in this, you know, makeshift house and, and, and they put on a video for us and then they, they showed us around. Well, it was such an impactful event that not only was I sold, but she, who was also a fitness professional, she decided to go to midwifery school there for the remainder of her pregnancy. And so we now had this, you know, emerging family health business where um, we set up getfitforbirth.com. And at first I thought it would just be, well, I'll, I'll, I'll make some business cards and I'll, I'll convert that home gym, like I said. And, and I figured that if pregnant people and postpartum people were the ones I was primarily training, then my little toddler could come crawling in and there wouldn't really be a professionalism issue with that or something. Right. And then I'm a stay at home dad type of thing. And oh man, this was going to be, you know, this was the life that I wanted to create. I'll pause there for a second. Have I answered your question? I think so. Yes. Okay. And oh my gosh, how crazy. It's interesting because most of us remember, like we remember being pregnant with the first child, whether you're a dad or a mom, right? Mm -hmm. And instantly all of the questions that you don't even know to ask, like you don't, yeah. I knew how I wanted it. I knew I wanted a natural birth. I knew I wanted to breastfeed. Like I knew all these things. I had these opinions, but you don't know what to ask or who to ask or how to ask. And I think society's ingrained this level of fear uh, surrounding birth. And I remember thinking it's going to be a really tough 24 hours because the average first labor is 24 hours, right? Yeah. I've had really bad days. I've had really bad 24 hours. It didn't result in someone handing me my own child that I had just grown. I, I just <sighs> grew a human that I birthed. That's so right. like if I could just get through a tough 24 hours, but you don't even know what questions to ask. So I think most of yeah. us have been there. And okay, so then we have propagation of fear. Yeah. And the fact that the medical community is like the, I, well, I just almost said something. I'm glad I didn't say it. but. <laughs> The medical community is similar to other large organizations in the sense that they're like, it's okay, don't be afraid, we'll take care of you. And because you're a little nervous and you haven't experienced it and you don't know what to expect and there's propagation of fear, there's yeah. a big part of, I think, women who are pregnant who want to hear that. Like that's comforting, not understanding. 
that someone I'll else is in charge. Right. Yeah. I'll take care of you. Because one thing that I really felt pretty strongly about is that once I went into labor, I was not going to be the one responsible for making my own decisions anymore. Like I wanted to focus on having mm. that baby. And that means that you're relinquishing control to someone yeah. or something. So I, th I find it's interesting how we all kind of come to that and how you came to it holistically. That's awesome. So she signs up for midwifery and you've changed your business model and you're renovating the garage. What ended up happening yeah. with her midwifery and what happened with the home gym? Well, Okay, so ultimately she and I separated, but that's that's like a whole fun story. Let's see, let's see what, what I can tell you. I'll tell you we had some really wonderful. I'll tell you a story about our um, success somewhere in there um, with a pregnant person, and then I'll tell you kind of what happened to us because I know that you said you'd like to get into my kind of unique story of where yeah. my kids have come from, right? So, so somewhere in this fit for birth health journey. Um, a, you know, we're training clients and that's working out and I'm learning a lot. And, and quite frankly, I'm kind of a, I, I'll just say, I used to be kind of like a raving lunatic against the system. Really, really like, like, you know, like if it's not organic, I'm not putting it in my mouth, you know, just, just really, really stringent. And, um, and then also that reflects my views of the, uh, or my, my view, I guess I'll say, because I now have a, a, a view that's sort of like all things have their place. And, and there is learning to be had. And, and I have a role to play to help people move in the direction that they want, but it's not my role to bring people down, even if it's the great organization of the AMA who has a lot of power and money and stuff like right. this, right? So, so this is just my background of where I come from. So, you know, I've often said, oh, I want to bring down the, the AMA by, uh, you know, by, by showing all the statistics about how birth is better with a midwife, right? So I learned all of this stuff along the way. And, and it was quite amazing, you know, like we have stories all the way around from people like a, a very common client of ours is like someone who felt to your point mistreated in the hospital during birth number one and was like, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to give my shot at a VBAC or something like that with a midwife felt mm -hmm. and at home and all this sort of stuff, if at all possible. And of course, the, the rules, the laws that, it, that exist in this country are make that very difficult in some places. Right. So to. To my story, the uh, there was one woman as an example who called just to give a sense of how you know I learned to coach, and she was questioning everything about her pregnancy. It was not a planned pregnancy. She didn't know if she wanted to keep the pregnancy. She didn't have the most stable relationship with the father. Um, things like this. She called us and she resonated with whatever our message was online at the time in 2008. There weren't a lot of. I would say companies that I was able to find talking about holistic health and pregnancy. So she found us. She wanted to do an immersion of sorts. At the time, my wife was living in, well, living, she, she was in California for a small period of time and I was in Miami. So at the time that this woman wanted to travel, she went, she decided we, we created a plan for her that she would go for three days to California uh, to spend time with my wife at the time there. And then she would spend the next seven days with me in Florida. And this was her health journey. We were going to do breathing, nutrition, uh, movement, lifestyle, and thoughts, right? And so the first thing I, I handed her was a, a book called Power of Now in a Journal and said, well, you know, read some of this. The Power of Now is basically about that mind chatter that you 
that, that we all have and just let's be aware of that, right? Um, so, so that was like kind of the, the, the foundation of thoughts, if you will. Um, I did an assessment with her, like a fitness assessment. I, in my house, now this was really cool because I learned some things about her. She, uh, she did never, never slept soundly through the night. She was on fibroid medication for fibroids on the uterus. Um, you know, she had a number of like challenges health. Her main source of food was, was kind of like fast food going to like CVS is where she got a lot of her groceries, if you will, like a convenience okay. store. So she came into my house and again, after spending a few days already starting to change her nutrition a little bit. And, and then she came to me for like the formal, we're going to exercise now. We're going to really, it's going to be a little more regimented. The first three days was a little more relaxed. And, um, and I, I remember telling her, she's like, well, what are we going to have for breakfast? I'm like, well, you have all the unprocessed vegetables and then animal food that you, that you want. Animal foods like, you know, it could be fish or chicken or meat or whatever. Um, but very like, you know, like kind of how I think of our ancestors probably ate right. with the least amount of um, processed foods. And, and that sets the stage then. She, she goes to sleep for the first night and she wakes up the next day. And I remember sitting at my little table office and and she comes out and she's like, with this very question, she's like, like, this is, this is amazing. This is the best I've slept in years. Like she slept through the night for the first time in a long time. And I'm like, oh, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, that's kind of working fast. Right. But you know, granted she's, she had a couple of days already of relaxation and she's here with me. So uh, fast forward again, we, we, the second night comes, she, she sleeps, uh, uh, wakes up the next day. She comes to me and she's like, well, James, you know, I, I've been on this fibroid medication for pain. My doctor told me to just take it only when I have pain, but I take it every day because I'm in pain every day. And, and you know, I have all the thoughts about, okay, well, let's see. I, I, I don't like the medications and stuff, and especially when you're nurturing a baby. Um, long story short though, is she's like, but today I, and, and since yesterday she was, she was uh, explaining to me, I just feel like I don't need to take it anymore. It would turn out that she would not take them again in her pregnancy actually. That's like two immersed days, or if you want to count five, right? Of, let's say of, of this immersion. Um, and then finally the third day with me, which would be the, like on the sixth day, she woke up and something I didn't know, she was like, you know, I didn't tell you that I've suffered from really terrible back acne my entire life. I take a medication for it every day of my life, but my doctor told me I couldn't do it any longer once we knew I was pregnant. So I haven't been taking it and there I have, you know, the acne is there. Um, but but I looked in the mirror this morning and it looks nearly gone, she said. And, and I was, and she said, she said, is this normal? Yeah. And, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, it definitely can be normal. Still almost like surprised myself with how fast it, it, it took for, for that to happen. And so to me, that's a wonderful story of, and, and you know, like when you start to just change things uh, in these five foundations, breathing, movement, nutrition, lifestyle, and thoughts, wow, things can really change. Now, uh, we got a message from her sister um, a couple of months later saying, essentially, you know, some months my sister came, uh, some months ago, my sister came to you and she was, her words were, I didn't know if she was going to make it. And she said, whatever you guys did, thank you so much, because it, it really changed the whole dynamic of her pregnancy and the, the welcoming of this little one into their life and such like that. And, you know, just again, one of those stories that I love, it explains kind of how we worked in uh, at Fit for Birth, how it began. Uh, today, Fit for Birth is an education company and we provide personal training services to pre and postnatal people. Um, and so it's evolved, you know, from there, uh, it, which is really cool. I love that I 
coach trainers actually around the world is actually mm -hmm. the main thing that I do. I'll pause there for a moment. I'm going to go back now and give you the juicy details of <laughs> the, the unexpectedness of my personal life. If you're ready for them. I'm ready. All right. So the, the fun part about me and my, my former wife is that boy, she was persistent. I, I knew from the beginning that she was not really the girl for me, but wow, did she just keep, keep coming for me is what is, is obviously this is my version of the story, although she would agree with the majority of it. Um, and, and so finally, what was interesting is that we formed, she said, let's do a business. And at that point, it was like, just, oh, we'll do something online or whatever. And that's what kind of got me. And then life went and romance began and, and right. things like this, right? Um, now here's the kicker, since you like to go to the, the nitty gritty, and I've never said this on a, on a, uh, a recorded <laughs> place before, but um, what the heck was I going to say? It's a good one. I'm going to keep you on a cliffhanger for a moment. Okay. Cliffhang me. That's fine. <laughs> so she it's, pursued you and you wanted to start a business. So you were very like-minded and then it became romantic. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so she, oh, she went to, she fell in love with someone else. That was the, the kicker that just left my brain for a moment. She fell in love with someone because we, we, we were maintaining this distance of we're not going to be together. Um, that's what the story I was saying. And so she was falling in love with someone else. And guess what I did being afraid to lose her in my life? I said, well, I'll marry you. <laughs> so, so that was our marriage. And then from her point of view, she's like, um, well, she knew that she had this new relationship that was emerging, but she also knew that the last few years has been invested in our relationship with me. And so she, in my words, she chose the logic as opposed to right. the emotion, went with me and well, you know, life is perfect. Um, but, yeah. but, you know, like from a physical perspective, probably we shouldn't have done that, but it was, but it's perfect, you know? So so that's how actually we got married. Now we we were married. We then decided let's have a child. We did. It's the the conception of the child that. Um, by the way, she also had PCOS and was told by the doctor she probably wouldn't be able to have a baby for a long time. We got pregnant the very first time we tried. So that's again because I, I believe it's also like she had changed her nutrition and her like all those things that changed right. So so wonderful. Okay, great. So then we we realize okay we're not, it's, everyone thinks we're a great couple. We, we, we certainly respectfully each other. All these things work. We're the type of couple that, you know, I read on your, on your, um, in some of your stuff that used to make things from scratch. Well, that's kind of what we were doing. You know, everything's organic. We grow our own food in the back too, in the middle of Miami. We, uh, we, we're homeschooling the, uh, the kids is the whole idea. Like we're, we're moving into that sort of thing. And, and that's like, all the world is on us, but we don't have our parents. We don't have our, our, we don't have our village really. It's just, we're doing all the stuff and we're running a business and I'm working at a, a local gym and all these things, right? So well, it's a lot of stuff. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of bouncing around in the order here. The, the, the point with, with she and I is that we decided, okay, it's time to separate. We went to live one block apart from each other on South Beach during this time. And, um, and this was a really tough time for me. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's tough to see my little, at the time now, nearly two-year-old who can walk down the street with me and he doesn't understand why he slept the night at daddy's and now I'm walking him to the corner because I'm off to work and I'm dropping him where she's picking him up at the corner 
and he his first words not not first words but but the, he can barely put he can't put sentences together even but i hear him saying things like mommy daddy to you know like like uh this way you know like something like that and i mean maybe that's the most heartbreaking moment if i really take a moment to sit with it <laughs> um you know like of this whole time so it was tough but um we go on the i'll i'll speed through the next one to say that we each go on to have a baby shortly after that. Now she realizes, so I'll tell you like this, she gets pregnant and, and she realizes that guy is not a guy she wants to keep hanging out with. She realizes I need to kind of change or, or she needs to, she wants to change. She wants to go to Hawaii to give birth to her, to her uh, who would be a daughter. And I'm very, you know, supportive. We have a good relationship, this sort of thing. I say, well, I'll come for a month and I'll stay two weeks before your due date and two weeks after I'll take care of our little one who will be with her during that time. And, um, and I'll just, you know, be, it'll be really fun. I get a vacation in Hawaii and we do this whole fun thing together and it, it's unconventional. And that, that fuels me. I like unconventional, you know, like I want to support this birth. Well, it turns out that um, she had a, a, our, our first uh, son was born in the water at the Miami Journey Center. This daughter was born in the in the tub of a in, in Hawaii with a midwife also. And um, and I was there for that. Well, I found out uh, just a couple of days before coming back from that one month in Hawaii that I was going to be a father with someone who was, you know, like two people were like, hey, we're both getting divorced. Why not? So oh, not wow. someone who was like a, like, oh, I see you as my partner. Let's do this, which, you know, I guess I've learned a lot in my life, but um, that was one of them. So, so there that was. Now I, again, go into this absolute panic. I'm like, you know, I'm the guy, it was kind of like, you know, uh, the, the nice guy and, and the homecoming person of, of high school who's going to have a nice family. This is my vision of myself and what, you know, some of which did happen. I, I'm going to have a nice family and 2.5 kids and a dog and this sort of thing. And all of a sudden, I'm not only in a divorce with some of those heart-wrenching moments with my child, but now I'm having a baby with someone who I didn't even, I, and I don't want as my partner, you know, like I don't see raising, we're going to totally do this independently, you know, or separate. Um, and this was not the vision I had in my life. And at the time, you know, it's funny because looking back, I'm like, ah, well, that's my story. But at the time, I was an absolute complete mess. Now, Kim, well, I won't say her name out loud, but, uh, but my, my ex-wife now, who I'm in Hawaii with, she's high on the emotions of oxytocin. She likes unconventional too. And she, you know, we still have all of our history together. And somewhere along the way in, the, in, in those last days and the months following, we decide we're gonna go get back together and have this unconventional family. So we move back to Miami together. And there she, we have some of our own experiences of co-breastfeeding the infants and stuff like that. Turns out she was friends with, this, um, with the other mom of my child. And so there's how I ended up with three kids for the next few years. Kim, keep, I keep, I'll try to keep it Almost anonymous. Saying or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just in case, I mean, I, 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 I love her very much. We have a good, very good relationship. Um, it hasn't always been that way. We've gone through our ups and downs, but, um, you know, I can definitely say that I, I love her dearly for all of the evolution that has been with her and, um, and more that's to come, you know, like we're, I feel really great and time has gone by and, and we, we really do a pretty good job of co-parenting well. 
at this point. You know, I'm really blessed because the two moms in my life are both very spiritually minded people who want to be good people, you know, like they're conscious of themselves and, uh, and, and, and I attempt to be as well. And I think that that's a really, that's the best mix I got of, of all the challenges and the ways it could have gone. I, I, you know, I'm blessed in a lot of ways, you know? So, so for the next few years to finish this story, I end up with three children, one that was purposely planned inside a marriage, one that was not purposeful outside of a marriage and one that, that who does not know and would never meet her dad. This is more, uh, 10 years or so later. And, and so she, she grew up in my house calling me daddy um, for those first few years until finally um, my ex-wife get back together person. Um, and I decided, and that's, oh my gosh, that's, a, that's an interesting heart-wrenching story too, as to how we got to that point to finally two nice people who are doing well and everyone loves us, the fitness couple. And like I said, the homeschooling and the growing our own food. I mean, you know, all the things were, were wonderful, but just just that, that bond or thing that, that keeps people together just wasn't there. But, but at that time, I would say that neither of us really wanted to be the one to say, let's move on again, you know? So we needed a divine intervention. I'll pause, I'll pause there for a second. I don't know if there's time to go into that, that divine inter intervention. You there's three kids pretty close together. And so you said it's been about 10 years. So in the past 10 years, you've parented well with both women raised these kids it's gone yeah. pretty well yeah i mean pretty well okay so what does pretty well mean i spent a good deal of time um <laughs> feeling oh my gosh i mean really different stories with different kids too um you know there was this idea and again stuff i i've not i've not said out loud in a place like this is that I know what it's like to have three different relationships with three different kids. Like you, like I think as parents, we want to treat our kids equally and to feel uh, the same amounts of things with them. But, oh my gosh, I have, I, I know what it's like to just feel different things with my kids. And so mm. I, there's this idea and, you know, maybe a lot of it is not, I need to be more heart centered and not in my brain so much about stuff. I'm sure that's a lot of it, but like the, the child that I had originally on purpose, like was like the one that, okay, we, we made, she and I made a legal agreement. It was checked by a judge, but it was like, you know, without lawyers, whatever we made it ourselves. And, um, and, but, but then she moved back to Hawaii and there I am having to deal with, am I going to fight this or, or, and oh my gosh, that was just so hard. It was so hard for me because I guess I was letting go of this identity. I was a guy for a period of time during these separations and such that was running, I had hundreds of people in my cell phone that I would text for play dates. And, and like I was running, you know, playground play dates. Like in other words, it was a huge part of my identity. And here I was, you know, like letting this go. And um, just as one example. So, you know, in terms of like, it went pretty well. Well, you know, my, my son born 2008 and then the daughters coming in the 2011 uh, timeframes, um, they, you know, like, I think that here we are in uh, 2022, and thankfully, the time has unfolded and allowed a lot of things to pass. Uh, with both relationships, there, you know, the second, so I mentioned how the first one uh, went, the second one never had a formal legal agreement. But I, I, it, I've been sort of doing my duty, if you will, in that way, uh, with the child support and stuff like this. But it hasn't been easy. It hasn't been like, in my head, it's not like, 
it's not like, oh, you know what it is in my head is, oh crap, I barely have enough. I, you know, like I've had a lot of survival uh, things that I have to go through and it took a lot. This was, you know, I, I can, I can sort of look if I scan back for a moment and say, well, what did James pick in, in his life to have to get through, get over and let go of? Well, this was a lot of it, you know, like, like taking this section of my identity, this, what I think is fair and being like, well, you know, I'm stuck between wanting to be a good guy and stuck between what I think is actually fair. And that was yeah. that I've waved between, and I know what it's like. I know what it's like to not want to get out of bed because I feel so depressed. I often, I've joked in the past, I said for a period of my life, if I wasn't a holistic health coach, I'd have been on antidepressants for sure. Um, there, there was some tough things. And, you know, I, I also, I've, I'll say it this way. I, I don't know if, if this is wholly accurate in the feeling right now, but I've, I've often been a little, and maybe we, we all have we've been a little bit afraid of, you know, oh. what others think of you, right? We're all afraid of what others oh, think yeah. of us to some extent. And, and, you know, that's, that's very big for, for me, but I also was with very strong women, women who were leaders. And, um, and so, you know, like I had a little more maybe feminine, they have a little more masculine. And, and so this has been part of my interesting journey of being like, hey, can you, can you please talk to me differently? And in not always those words. And, and for me, this was a real, real, real learning lesson. And thankfully I've made a, I've made a, um, you know, a good, and we, we all have, you know, we've all grown through this. And um, I would say currently right now, I have a much closer communicative relationship with my ex-wife than I do with the mom of my kid who, you know, I just kind of, the call goes directly to my child um, mm -hmm. when, I, when I FaceTime with her or whatever. Um, and it works because, because I just haven't, if you don't, if you don't try to change the dollar amounts and the, the economics of it, then things just kind of go by and the years yeah. go on and it's fine. And that's what I learned is let me just leave it alone and stop, stop messing with it. And then, and then, um, you know, the, things can settle in more peacefully. Now I realize I've been a little bit somewhat like maybe vague there, but I'm also really telling you from my heart, like this has been my journey for sure. And yeah. um, it's definitely, it's definitely been uncomfortable, but where I am right now is feeling way, way better about it. And in hindsight can see the, you know, the so-called perfectness of all the things, right? And, and I have a really strong belief that that's it. Like I came here, I chose to have these experiences. I, I, I worked with God to create this whole thing, to mess it all up. And, and quite frankly, to always have like I said, like, what a blessing to have two conscious women to do this with, right? Yeah. To, to hold space for me when I'm unable and, and, un, and are incapable or unwilling to do it, you know? Like, I've been really blessed. It's almost like the solutions, in hindsight, not, right there, I can't always see them, but in hindsight, I was like, well, the, the solutions and the help and the angels, they were always there. Uh, they were always there even before the, the, the problem you know, or the thing in my head that I had to let go of and get through. All right, I'll, I'll pause there for a moment. I want to go now back that. to the fitness business because we understand your alternative parenting journey. And I think a lot of the struggles and successes within that. So you were planning on opening things up in a garage. And this is also a place that we can end on because I love to end with shameless self-promotion. So right. I want you to talk about what happened from the garage to now and um, where people can find you and how they can become coaches and all of that stuff. So cool. jump in with that. Awesome. 
Yeah, so so we set up getfitforbirth.com and um, I started researching heavily and sort of converting holistic health and doing what th I thought made sense with pregnancy because again, there wasn't a lot of like research and stuff like that available and stuff like that. And um, so some of it is sort of like creation from my intuition and working with people directly. Um, and, and then of course, a lot of it was I was compiling the information and bringing it in wherever, wherever I could. And then I was writing articles. And one article I wrote got picked up by a newspaper paper in New York that had an international presence. And then I, she asked me to write for, for their health section um, every week. So for the next year, I, 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 the, the year that I was researching pregnancy the most, <laughs> I, we ended up having getfitforbirth.com at the bottom of every article. And um, editors from France, I mean, you name, you name the, the countries would, would contact me and say, hey, we'd like to, we'd like to translate your, this article to our language. Um, can we have your permission? And so it, it, the story goes that six months later or so, um, the articles I was writing had been converted to a dozen languages and 150 countries were coming to us. And I'll never forget the, uh, the day that a doctor from India contacted me to ask my advice for something. And I was like, holy, you know, this is, this is definitely taking off now, you know? Um, and, and then the, the critical changing part is I was, you know, uh, my ex-wife, she was the, the more the natural birth person she would bring that aspect in and we, we we incorporated that into our programs into our writings and stuff like that mine was the educating the professionals i was already educating mm -hmm. fitness professionals um in these gyms and so that voice must have been heard because then people started asking if we could provide a course for them to learn as a fitness professional and so um actually in one of our stints in hawaii we ended up giving our first um, pre and postnatal corrective exercise specialist course for a few days. Um, we then ended up going on to get it pre-approved for um, um, CECs in the fitness world. And then, you know, today we, we're approved by dozens and um, we have thousands of practitioners in, you know, more than 50 countries. Um, and so, yes, we sort of are a company for two audiences. On one hand, if you're a fitness professional or wellness professional who wants to, or quite frankly, a doula, we get, that's our secondary market, our doulas, because they want to add health coaching and exercise. Um, you know, it's pretty cool when you can put someone through a 10 minute assessment and then solve their back pain, knee pain, or whatever, in literally the first exercise you give them, that's a great skill to have. And so, you know, that's just an example of what we teach with corrective exercise. Like, Let's, let's use the right muscles, not just mindlessly um, burn calories with the wrong muscles, which would be more of the fitness, traditional fitness way to get to do it. Um, and, so, and so, yes, we're a company for that audience, the professionals, whether it's fitness professionals or, or birth workers in general, um, or wellness professionals. And then, and then we, of course, have programs like we have a prenatal wellness course for uh, that, that, that is basically structured on those five foundations, breathing, nutrition, lifestyle. Uh, movement thoughts and um and if if it's kind of like this you know how there's there's childbirth preparation courses which are very centered on learning yeah. what you need to know for childbirth well ours would be like a complementary course to that where it's right. like well you're doing that course um ours is a 12-hour course that you can do at the leisure you know online or whatever and and it's it's an opportunity for you to become healthier to implement 
health things for you and your family and for your baby specifically, um, we start with a little bit of history of childbirth, like telling you about you know, what, what to expect. So we know that a lot of people coming in will be like me <laughs> all the way in the, and, and, and like my wife at the time. Um, you know, we're, we're going to walk into it being like, okay, well, let's go to, to the doctors because that's what that's what birth is in this country. You know, like let's go to the hospital. So we start right. with a little bit of that, and we say, here are your birth rights. Here's the here are the things that that the culture differences between um, midwifery and and you know uh, medicine, and um, and then we we go straight down the list of here's breathing. Here's how you can start implementing a change for yourself. Here's we we allow you to do in this course a. Uh, you do a self-assessment for yourself, and then you can start to learn how to use the right muscles for yourself with a little, you know, sort of sort of jumpstart you in that direction so you understand corrective exercise. Um, a good deal on, on nutrition and various uh, things uh, based on our ancestors, you know, like what are, that's really the question that I often use to answer, what should we be doing today? It's probably wise to start with what our ancestors did because we still have those genetics and our genetics are used to, for example, exercise, it's not like, I don't think of exercise as something you can do to be healthier. I think of exercise as a mandatory requirement mm -hmm. for health as a human being. That's a very different shift. And so, and so if you don't feel like exercising every day, well, how can we move like the, the healthiest, longest living, uh, longest living centenarians? How can we just move in a day that isn't going to, you know, burn you out or wipe you out again, but, but is going to be like part of a nice balanced spectrum of just daily movement, you know, walk to the store and bike ride and garden and stuff like this. Um, and then the, the, the thoughts and lifestyle, we get into EMF and um, household toxins and circadian rhythms, um, as well as then the beginnings of the how important, the most important foundation of all is really your mind. Yeah. And that, that goes from the physical hormones of stress and cortisol and stuff like that, to an introduction of how you can quiet your mind and the importance of that, especially with today, we have so much information coming in that, that, you know, compared to, you know, walking out of a mud hut thousands of years ago, um, where there was just the same trees and the same people mostly every day, the amount of information we get from our phones and from the bus stop uh, advertisement and from everything, signs everywhere is technically, we should say that we, the human brain has not yet evolved to be able to handle that amount of information. And so many people go to sleep at night and there's the information coming, you know, trying to process. And so we can't sleep, for example, right? We need to learn ways to, to calm that inner, that, that voice that, that creates stress, that is looking for problems to solve much of the time. So I'll pause there. Those are our, those are our, oh, and, and, and I guess the last program we have is, uh, uh, you know, if you'd actually want a personal uh, coaching, personal trainer, um, we do video calls for people all around. So um, super easy. Trying awesome. to help you get toward health. Thank you, James, so much for being so open about your life and your parenting journey and your career journey that kind of skipped and held hands. I really appreciate you. Wow, thank you. Well, I, I definitely appreciate being here. I could go on for hours and hours with you. So thank you so much. It was fun to laugh with you before recording too. Yes. <laughs>